0: something just drops into your mind and you can't explain where it's come from and you don't really know why it's there but it's almost like an idea that pops up and it's like hey pay attention to me like pay attention to me and the thought that popped up was this word mind Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to season four, episode one of the Fulfillionaire podcast. So this season, we're doing something a little bit differently. We are recording some of these episodes live over on Instagram. Um, We're going to be doing these on Mondays at 12 p.m. New Zealand time so you guys are more than welcome to come over there and join me if you would like to and then my team will take them down and they will do their fancy thing to them and they will release them live on not live they're going to release them onto our regular podcasting platform which is possibly where you are listening to this now Um, And then we're also gonna have a second episode airing later in the week as well. So something that I found that I really loved late last season was I really enjoyed the cadence of recording you two kind of shorter episodes each week. I have learned over my time in business that podcasting and speaking is one of the best ways for me to get my ideas out. Um, it's one of the best ways for me to just like kind of give you a stream of consciousness and it's in that process that a lot of that processing myself actually comes out into wisdom for you guys to then utilize as well. So I have been loving recording the podcast lately so we're going to go ahead and record two sessions a week, two episodes a week until the end of the year which is great. So this is first episode of season four is going to be in response to something that I put out in my stories last week. So I like my audience has been growing quite steadily for quite some time, and I am very aware that the name of my business is a little bit unusual and that some people who, you know, are new to me, new to the Midas Academy might not actually know what it means. Um, If you've been around for a long time, you definitely will know because you will have heard me speak about it. You might have seen it on my website. But I wanted to share with you this story because I believe the name is really important. What's really important to me and it is... It's kind of something that grounds me a lot of the time. It grounds me back into my mission. It grounds me back into what I want to focus on. So I asked you guys last week if you guys know what it means, the Midas part of the Midas Academy name. And I can't remember the exact stats, but I think it was about half of you who responded said that you didn't know. And some of you said that you did know. Some of you said that you could guess. Um, But I want to dive in and tell you this story. So... The name The Midas Academy first came to me back in late 2019. So it's been like part of my business for several years now. It wasn't what my business was always called. I first started out as a sole trader when I lived in Australia and my business just had my name. And then when I moved to New Zealand, it was time to start registering my business over here. And, you know, I didn't really have a name that I wanted to go for. So It was kind of playing in the back of my mind that I really needed a business name or that I really wanted a business name. And in late 2019, I was writing in my journal thinking about uh, the next upcoming mastermind that I was about to go into launch for. And it was a mastermind that had been on my mind for a really long time. I was probably about 18 months into 18 months into business coaching. um, And there was a real drive to create this mastermind that was for uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, business owners, coaches, etc. Who obviously were in business because they wanted to make the money for the freedom for the lifestyle, but they were also really impact driven, very impact conscious. And they also knew that like money wasn't everything that was really important to them. Right. And so, I mean, these are the kinds of clients that I have been coaching right from the very start. It's not been a pivot into this kind of niche. It's like, this is, you know, in alignment with my values and who I, who I am and who I've always been right from the very start. And so I was journaling away in my notebook. And I know some of you will be able to resonate with this experience where something just drops into your mind and you can't explain where it's come from and you don't really know why it's there, but it's almost like an idea that pops up and it's like, hey, pay attention to me, like pay attention to me. And the thought that popped up was this word Midas. And some of you will know immediately about the the story of King Midas, but I had to go and look up the details. And so obviously somewhere in the recesses of my mind, my subconscious had put these ideas together, right? Or maybe it was my intuition. Who knows? Let's not go into the details of that. But I went and researched, like I was like, Midas, what does Midas mean? And I went and researched and I found the story of King Midas and I read about the myth, the Greek myth of King Midas. So Let me tell you the story for those of you who don't know. So King Midas was a king who, um, as it is told in Greek mythology, he had a wish granted to him by one of the gods as repayment for a favor that he had done, right? Right. And King Midas loved gold. Like he was obsessed with gold. He was obsessed with like counting his stashes of it. He was obsessed with like having more of it as, as the tale goes, right? And so when he was offered this one wish by one of the gods, he said, well, I wish that everything I touch be turned into gold. And so some of you might be familiar with this. This is where that phrase, the Midas touch comes from, like everything that you touch turns to gold. And so he thought, great, you know, if I can, if everything that I touch is going to turn into gold, I'm going to be so rich. I'm going to be so wealthy. I'm going to have so much gold. It's going to be amazing, right? Obviously, I'm ad-libbing here. (laughs) Um, And so this is what he wished for. And so uh, the Greek god, he, you know, granted this wish and King Midas went about his life. And he walked into his house and there was a big beautiful spread of food and he picked up a grape and went to eat the grape but by the time the grape went into his mouth it had turned into gold and so king midas is like "Uh oh (laughs) you know oh you know i can't eat this grape it's gold and then a moment later, his daughter walks into the room and he goes to hug her. And as he hugs her, she turns into gold. And he loves his daughter so much that he's immediately heartbroken. He immediately is starting to regret his decision to have this wish be granted. And so he goes back to the Greek god and he, you know, tries to bargain with him, tries to tries to plead his case for this to be, you know, this wish to be Uh, reversed and because he's realized that that wish of you know having the golden touch having the Midas touch having everything that you touch be turned to gold is actually going to cost you some of the things that you love it cost him the things that he loves right and so I won't tell you the rest of the story because it's not really pertinent but this story I think it has always had so much meaning to me since that name dropped into my head. I really latched onto it. And because it it really is such a great reminder, such an important reminder of something that I think that so many of us have had logically drilled into us from a really young age, that money is not going to make you happy. Like we've logically had that drilled into us from a, a young age, or at least I did. I was always told that like money won't make you happy. And I think... For a lot of business owners, this is something that they are logically very aware of, that more money, more money, stashing the money, stacking the money, you know, chasing it is not going to make them happy. They know that on a logical level, but a lot of them don't really learn that lesson until it has cost them something. Whether that's their health, whether that's time with their family, whether that's, living the lifestyle that they want to live, being able to travel the way that they want to travel. All of these things that are important to them and their values are sometimes what the pursuit of money costs them, right? And so I see this happen all the time with clients who have come to me already very successful and... They come to me and they know that more money is not going to make them happy. And so some of them are in resistance to making more money. Some of them want to burn their businesses down. Some of them want to pivot entirely. And often that's not what's necessary. Often it's a rearrangement. Often it's a re-examination of what's important to them, their values, and restructuring their business. Um, and restructuring their relationship to money, that is the most important thing, right? But I also see this in people who are at the start of their businesses and they haven't necessarily learned that lesson yet, but they it's almost like they know that that's something that, that's a pathway that they don't want to go down, right? But Because, you know, a lot of what is taught to us about business and, you know, business we do have to have business be profitable. You know, what is the point of running a business? What if the, What is the point of putting yourself out there and doing the hard thing and putting ourselves in really challenging situations if it's not going to be financially worth it, right? There has to be some kind of financial payoff. But finding the balance between that and, you know, what is most important to us is it's a really fine balance to work to walk a lot of the time. And I personally find it to be a massive challenge still. It's like walking that fine line between balancing the impact that I want to make because that has always been really important to me in business. I came from a psychology background. I worked as a therapist for many years. I never wanted to drop that piece of impact and getting to work with people to help them shape their own lives. I never wanted that to be, you know, something that was secondary to the making of the money. (laughs) But also balancing you are running a business. It has to have some focus on, you know, profit and revenue and optimizing the pathways that that money can flow to you through, um, and at the same time, changing your relationship to money so that you can attract more of it and you can do what's required to allow that money to come into your business and to be to be allowing it to build as wealth as well, which is. You know, another challenge in and of itself to people for people to learn how to manage wealth, to learn how to you know invest for the future, to learn how to be that person who, you know, allows money to stack and and to not you know be on the bones of their ass all of the time. Like these are all massive learnings, and then the third piece that I'm always trying to balance it with is fulfillment. So, and that comes in so many different so many different um, parts of business, right? Fulfillment, like in doing the work that's most important to you and doing the work with the clients who are most important to you um, and doing it in the way that is the most important to you. Um, And at the same time, knowing what values are most important to you in your personal life and not letting business take over that, like it's such a fine balance to walk. And this is the work that I love doing with clients. And it's honestly... (laughs) It's quite difficult sometimes. I'm not going to lie to you. Like having these three priorities in business, trying to balance all of them is harder than just focusing on making money. It is. You've got three things to be thinking about to be keeping front of mind all of the time, right? And so the Midas Academy as it is now called, which was originally the name of that very first mastermind. That first mastermind was called the Midas Academy. We then ran it a second time. And at the end of 2020, my beautiful um, business manager, Mitzi, said to me, why don't we call the business the Midas Academy? Why don't we brand that as, you know, what we do? And then all of our programs underneath it fall into that. And that was a pretty genius idea on her part. And I finally registered as a company. So I, um, I changed the business setup and I registered as a company, which is called Midas International Limited. Um, So creative, I know. And and that's how it has, has continued. And whilst there have been like a number of different programs and masterminds and offers in my business throughout that time since, you know, 2019, late 2019, early 2020, when I first took on that name of the Midas Academy. Everything has always been in the pursuit of balancing those three things, both for myself, but also helping my clients to do that too. If you go back and read old sales pages and like go back and do your homework amongst all of the things that we've always offered, it's always been about trying to balance those things. And honestly, like if I'm to speak really frankly about it, I find it a real challenge sometimes to find the right messaging that hits all of those three things because it is a big promise. Like to 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 say that to a client that you're coming into this space to balance all three of these things, that's kind of what a lot of that's what a lot of people want for their life, right? It's a big promise, and I and I don't ever take that lightly. But I also um, always want to be really clear that for you to create a business and a life that honors impact, wealth, and fulfillment all at the same time, that's not going to be a cakewalk, like. The outcome of it, and I've spoken about this in previous episodes, the outcome of doing this work absolutely is more ease, more simplicity, more time freedom, more space, more energy to do the things that you love. But the pathway to get there is going to be challenging because we have to go against so much conditioning with our relationship to money, with our relationship to like our our work, how we deserve to be paid, the um, expression of, you know, our values um, and balancing that with like, am I really allowed to live the life that I want to live and like owning what you want and going against a lot of that societal conditioning about like, these are the boxes you should tick. And then on top of that, like, this is how you should do business. Like there is so much deconditioning that this this work invites you into Um, and it does take time like I have clients who are still doing this work you know years later and I and I don't think it's ever a place that we get to that we're like yes I've nailed all three of these things I actually think it's like a never ending dance between all of them right and I think that's part of it is that we have to realize that if we want a life that is so incredible like that and a business that is so incredible like that it is going to be a there's going to be a level of constant upkeep right like to slip back into old standards and to let people, you know, oh, recondition you with their expectations about how you should be or what your business should look like. It's so easy to get sucked back in to that. I mean, you've only got to spend half an hour scrolling on Instagram to to hear how everyone else thinks that you should be running your business, right? Or to, be, to go into comparisonitis and think, oh, you know, that person's running that program that way. Maybe I should be doing that as well. Like, it's a constant observation of self and a constant... Realigning to like, no, those three things are my priorities. Um, and sometimes they do feel like they're at odds with one another. And sometimes it does feel like you're doing this crazy tightrope walk, trying to balance all three of them. But the outcome of doing it this way, I know is so much more gratifying than just focusing on the money, than just focusing on the impact, then just focusing on the fulfillment. And I think it's more sustainable long-term as well. And so this is essentially where the brand has ended up. Is that, um, as you know, the word "fulfillionaire" is. It's when I, when I was thinking about how these words kind of fit in together, like the Midas part of the brand and the fulfillionaire part of the brand. To me, the fulfillionaire, that identity of being the person who can balance the impact, the wealth, fulfillment, is is the outcome. Of the work that we do at the Midas Academy and everything that we do at the Midas Academy, all of our programs from the Midas Coach, which is designed to help coaches be exceptional at what they do, i.e. make more impact, make more money and, you know, be more fulfilled doing it. To the Fulfillionaire Collective, which is the year-long experiment into, you know, looking at all of these pieces of your business that you might have been conditioned into thinking that you need to do and really getting to rewrite how business gets to work for you and how you get to do that and what those outcomes are, like, what do you actually want? And the Fulfillionaire Mastermind, which is the brand new mastermind that is currently in pre-sale, just by the way until October 31st we're in pre-sale so if you want more details on that mastermind which is starting in December you can send me a message because we do have some pretty awesome bonuses and special pricing for those of you who are enrolled before October 31st Um, and all of these containers plus two new two new things that we're launching in 2024 Um, keep your eyes peeled. They're all with this particular goal of helping you to become a fulfillionaire, helping you. And I know that that's like a cute kind of like funny term. And I kind of giggle sometimes when I say it, it's like, it's such a made up term doesn't actually mean anything to a lot of people. But I think to those of us who are in this work, I think it sometimes can be really helpful to have that anchor of like, this is what I'm focused on. This is the standard of I'm getting, getting to balance all of these three things. So that's the story of the way that the Midas Academy came to be. And, you know, I thought that maybe I would get sick of it, but I haven't. I still love it. It still feels very true for me. It still, like I said before, feels like what I get to ground into every single time that, you know, I feel like I'm getting caught off guard or caught off course or, you know, ending up focusing on things that aren't as important. Like, it's my North Star. Focusing on that fulfillment piece and balancing it with the impact and the wealth, that has always been my North Star. And that's what I feel really grateful to be able to help other people with. So if you want to be part of this mission and you're not already, if you want to come and be in a space where we are prioritizing those three things, my recommendation to you would be to get on the waitlist for the Fulfilling Air Collective, which will be launching in early November. And when I say get on the waitlist, the benefit of being on the waitlist is that we're going to be giving you guys some special pricing for the first few days. And then when we launch it live to everybody else, the price will go up a little bit. Um, and also the other space, like I said before, is the Fulfillionaire Mastermind. So that is also a year-long deep dive with me by your side in a lot higher touch capacity as your business coach. Um, and a small group of other humans as well in quite an intimate space where we're all going to be focused on growing your businesses and your missions together in 2024. Um, so, yeah, hop on the waitlist for the collective. And if you want more details on the mastermind, you're more than welcome to reach out. I'm going to leave it here for our very first episode of season four. Thank you so much for joining me live. If you've been here and I will see you guys hopefully next week. Same time, same place. Ciao.